0: What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host for today, Simon Voyanos, and this is Request Part 40. Remember, if you want to request a player, make sure you leave their name, what position they play, where they're from, what high school they're from, and then a link to their film, at least three or so minutes long. And you know, for these four kiddos that we're covering today, they did exactly that. So without further ado, let's go to Wisconsin and talk about the defensive back slash running back wide receiver, A.J. Ward. He is 5'10", 160, primarily plays... Um, cornerback and safety from madison west high school in wisconsin he is a junior right now so he is a class of 22 player and so here's the thing about aj ward you know um this last year i feel like you know hit or miss at times really Uh, i think he was still adjusting to uh you know having that break because of covid because i do believe he played in the spring season if I'm correct here. And so, you know, that's kind of a long time to go without playing football. That's over a year. And I do believe he switched high schools at one point as well. And so there's just a lot of change going on when AJ uh, or before AJ was going to play his junior year. And so when you look at his junior film compared to his sophomore film, you know, you could definitely see some of that uh, you know some of the, I, I wouldn't say inexperienced, but some of that rust Almost but you know with that being said let me go ahead and talk about the things that I really liked about him um, From looking at his sophomore and junior year film. So number one, you know, he has really good speed and agility It's very smooth has fluid hips and is not stiff at all There are some corners who you know are a little bit more stiff, but with AJ uh, Especially being a smaller corner. It's important to have fluid hips be agile and all that great stuff And so that's some stuff that I definitely saw improve From his sophomore to junior year. Uh, In my opinion, you know, just in general, because of those hips and, you know, that agility and speed, he's a good cover corner. And man-to-man, he could get it done, uh, and he just eliminates space for a receiver to catch the ball. He'll squeeze them towards the sideline. And, you know, this was something that I really liked to see watching his film. Some corners, especially shorter ones, uh, you know, struggle kind of playing on the outside at times and uh pushing the receiver outwards outward as in out of bounds and all that stuff and you know aj just does a really good job just eliminating space and you know sticking like glue to his receiver and so you know that's something that Uh, I really like to see and that's part of his brand of football. Another thing that I really liked as well is that he does a good job uh, just in general of tracking the ball through the air. He has good hands and then you know he can make those contested catches. So when quarterbacks throw his way uh, he just does a really good job of like you know tracking the ball and uh, getting into a spot where he could intercept it or undercut it. And you know those hands in my opinion are uh, very good and he has shown that he can make contested catches and that's something that you kind of need out of a corner, right? You want a corner that's aggressive, that can go up there and go get it. And, you know, for AJ to be able to do that, that's big time. And so, there you go. But, you know, uh, kind of getting away from talking about his, you know, man-to-man coverage, which is very good. You know, let's talk about his ability against the run, which is also pretty solid i would say you know he takes good angles against the run and is somebody who's not afraid at all to get involved in the run game and be productive in fact we saw this a lot more i would say his junior year rather than his sophomore year and so that's a really good sign you know seeing a guy um you know at his size which i'm just going to be honest he's not the biggest guy out there get in there and make some plays and you know contain and uh stop scrambles before they could get to be too much and so Against the run, you know, I would say he's a pretty solid corner. There are some corners, in my opinion, that I am worried about against the run, but AJ, I don't think I'm as worried. I think he's a reliable player. Yeah, I I, I would say that. I think he's a reliable player against the run. And then last but not least, this is something that's probably going to be in my opinion one of his strongest um, you know selling points when it comes to this player uh, but he, you know he's just active on special teams and you know he has a lot of great returning film as a sophomore you know he had a couple of very good returns and you know he's dangerous out there as well I wouldn't say he's dangerous to house it every time but he's gonna get you positive yards and do his thing so that's that's something that you love to see and then his junior year and this is kind of you know something that I really like to see you know this improvement he really just uh, got a lot more involved um, you know on on kickoff and punts and whatnot and so he just made a lot of good tackles his junior year on special teams and you know that's something that you love to see you love to see a guy that's active on special teams and so in my opinion A.G. Ward is definitely somebody that you know a lot of colleges uh, you know they look at him they look at his talent and they're like okay you know maybe we could develop his defensive side a little bit more to get to where we want him but as a special team we could throw him out there and he'll be just fine um, on kickoff or kick return which is versatility which is something that we always preach here so you know a lot of good things about AJ Ward right here. Well, you know what, let's go ahead and talk about some things that I'd like to see moving into his senior year, um, you know, so that he could get some of the or more offers and D1 scholarships moving forward. So let's talk about it. So right off the bat, I think this is the thing that probably concerns me the most, and I could see probably concerning other coaches the most, um, you know, trying to get the best possible prospects they can because scholarships are limited out there, but, um, the thing that I'm most worried about is just his weight and kind of his strength altogether, um, Look, he's listed at 5'10", 160. That's not bad. We have some players here in Colorado that weighed out at that. And, you know, they made our top five senior list uh, way back when. But, you know, uh, i I just like to see him get a little bit stronger, right? Maybe he doesn't have to put on a ton of weight. Like, I don't want to see him at 180 if that's going to sacrifice speed, agility, you know, all that stuff. But, if he can put on, you know, a couple pounds of muscle, and that's, that's a key word here, muscle, and, you know, really have some, you know, strength behind that, then I'd feel good about it, because just looking at the film, I, look, I could see him getting pushed around in the run game, even though he is trying to get in there, and he's taking good angles. Like, don't get it twisted. He's aggressive. He tries to get in there and, you know, make a good uh, play on the run, but... Uh, Look, there are just times where you got some receivers, tight ends, and sometimes even linemen who get out there and, you know, they kind of manhandle him a little bit there. And, you know, I know he's more of a speed and agility guy, but... You know, i like to see if he could uh, potentially get stronger there, you know, put on some weight and hold up a little bit better against those blockers. So, that's something that I'd really like to see moving forward, just him working on that overall strength and power. Um, Another thing, and this is kind of related to, you know, just that strength and power in general, but another thing that gets me a little worried is that he plays off uh, a lot. And by playing off, I mean he has a good, like... (sighs) five to ten yard cushion a lot of ten yard cushions when he's playing you know those receivers and that's not a bad thing you know but if possible you know if I'm a defensive guy I'm looking at uh DBs and corners I'm like okay you know first off versatility is everything but you know I'd very much like to see if you know he could you know press outside receivers and you know if he can't because he's a little shorter or you know not as strong that might be a little bit of a problem and so at that point I'm probably looking at AJ Ward and I'm like okay you know uh, I, I could probably play him at nickel corner I don't think he's really an outside corner like that anyways unless he has you know a pretty big growth spurt but You know, you never know, but just in general, you know, even if he does get moved to nickel corner, he'll still need to, you know, press and all that stuff, and so moving forward, you know, i just like to see uh, him him using the press against receivers and disrupting those routes, because I really just wonder about that press ability, because just looking through, you know, those two years of film, I really didn't see a whole ton of that, and personally, you know, I mean, obviously, this is just my preference, so it doesn't exactly... You know, it's not exactly the end-all, be-all. But personally, I like having corners who could press a little bit here. And, you know, being at 5'10", 160, he's a little disadvantaged because he may not have as long as arms as other corners. But, you know, if he could, you know, get a hand in there and just throw off the route a little bit. In my opinion, I think he has the recovery speed to, you know, make up for any mistakes he has. And if he feels like he doesn't have the recovery speed for that yet maybe recovery speed is something that he should work on as well uh in my opinion that's kind of part of working on your press abilities so there you go all right so that's that's enough about strength weight all that stuff let's you know continue to talk about uh, some things i'd like to see here uh and so this next thing here um I don't know. I, I kind of feel like this might be a pro- product of, you know, having to wait and play in the spring season and, you know, having an extra long off season. So that's, this is probably where a lot of the rust is coming from. But there were times where his positioning is just a little off at times. And he doesn't look completely, like, comfortable out there. Um, I, I don't know. He, he kind of... I, I don't know how to explain it any better, rather than just, you know, looking at his film, but there are just times where I feel like when the quarterback is scrambling, you know, AJ gets a little bit mixed up a little, like, uh, he gets a little turned around here and there, and uh, I I kind of just feel like, you know, this is just a discipline and film thing, also for all I know, he's great, you know, when quarterbacks are improvising and whatnot, you know, I, kinda, I don't doubt that really, like I said, this is probably just a product of rust, but... You know, this was something that I kind of saw a lot in his junior film. Uh, Not really his sophomore film, so that's kind of where I'm coming from, but his junior film, for sure, there are a lot of times where he was just turned around, not in the right position, and, you know, just his positioning in general. If he was in the right position, he might have more turnovers or pass breakups. Uh, I don't know, but... Well, actually, yes, I do know. If he was in better positioning, he would have more of those, and so... Like I said, I think that's just a discipline and film thing settling in. Uh, You know, going into this fall, he literally played in the spring. So I feel like this is something that should solve itself without working on it too much. But, you know, just in general, it doesn't help to look at offensive patterns and receiving patterns and, you know, be a little bit more comfortable with the opponents that you will be facing and playing. So there you go. And then kind of a side note here. I just want to make sure that, you know, you know, to so stay locked onto the receiver even when the quarterback is scrambling. I kind of feel like there are times where he dips from the receiver a little too early and, you know, the quarterback at that point, you know, he's looking to run anyways and uh, I don't know about the level of competition over at Wisconsin, but there are definitely a couple of times where I looked and I was like, oh man, if the quarterback was paying attention or looking downfield, he'd have somebody wide open because A.J kind of peeled off a little too early and so like I said I feel a lot of it is just rust you know just kind of trying to get back into it and all that stuff this fall I kind of expect all of that to go away um but if it doesn't go away then that's something that he needs to work on and get a little bit more natural at out there by looking at film and just being disciplined you know Lastly here, or the last two things here, I would like to see him in more zone and more safety looks. Uh, His sophomore year, he played safety about, I'd say, you know, 40% of the time, corner 60% of the time, kind of in that sort of range. And so um, just moving forward, actually, as well, okay, from a college scout perspective, I look at A.G. Ward and I'm like, okay, you know, he's a solid corner and whatnot but I kind of feel like he would be a better safety. Um, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I feel like he'd be a better safety because of his athleticism, because of how he tracks the ball and all that stuff. And then, you know, because he does have that cornerback experience, he is somebody that... You can ask to go play man. And so in that way you could run multiple different sets. And uh, be creative with your defensive play calling. And so moving forward. I kind of like to see him in a little bit more zone and safety looks. In situations where you know he'd have to make a hard decision. And you know really just read a play. Read the patterns and all that. And then go out and do it. And so You know, I'd like to see if he can uh, be efficient out there. Because if he can, you know, that along with his man-to-man ability, in my opinion, makes him kind of a sleeper type of pick, you know. Uh, I don't think he'll be like an all-star type of safety on the D1 level, but he'll be somebody that you know you could rely on. And you know can make the smart plays if he does show that, you know, he could play zone as good if not better than man. So we'll see about all of that. And then last but not least, um, I would like to see a little bit more turnovers. You know, be a little bit more aggressive, breaking up passes and uh, potentially baiting quarterbacks. I think he can bait quarterbacks a little bit more because of his athleticism. And I think he does play it a little safe sometimes, which is never a bad thing as long as the pass is broken up. Um, But, you know, it's also not a bad thing to get a pick or multiple picks, and I think that's something that'll improve uh, moving forward into the fall, because he was super productive, getting, like, a good amount of picks A sophomore year, I feel. You know, he had a lot of interceptions. He was an interception machine. And then his junior year, he didn't have as much as, you know, as as many as, as I'd uh, expect, I guess, uh, after looking at his sophomore year film. so there you go. But I think that'll take care of, his, of himself. I think part of that is most definitely rust so moving forward um you know just starting to talk about his outlook here i couldn't find if he had any offers yet um i actually just emailed him here uh asking if he did because he did you know send in his request through email and i couldn't find any of his socials either so you know there you go but we'll include it on the tiktok in my opinion you know i look at aj ward and i'm like okay Uh, you know, he's a good athlete. I wouldn't say like great or elite athlete, but he's a good athlete who has really good hands, you know, tracks the ball well. He could play man to man. Um, he's a good special teamer. I look at all that and I'm like, okay, that's a solid player. And so kind of at this point, I think, you know, maybe he's a D1 FCS type of guy. Uh, probably on a partial or a full ride one of those two but I'm probably leaning a little bit more towards a partial scholarship as a d2 player I think he's for sure a full ride scholarship type of guy because he's the you know he's the glue that a lot of teams and coaches may need for their defense you know you need glue players like an A.J. Ward like a Madison Ludwig you know who we talked about a couple weeks ago who may not be the flashiest player but they make the right football plays but you know they suffocate the offenses and they frustrate quarterbacks by being so disciplined and I could see that for A.J. Ward here Um, you know, I didn't mention him working on his athleticism outside of his power and all that stuff, because I'm kind of feeling like, you know, that might be capped at the moment. You know, I don't know how much faster or agile he could get, because I think he's in a solid spot right now, but, you know, if he does get faster, then, you know, he will for sure be a D1 FCS type of guy. If he works on the things that I said, I think he's for sure a D1 FCS guy is something I should say, really. So... There you go. But, you know, AJ Ward, he's a very solid player and somebody to look out for. So, yeah, AJ, if you're listening to this, you are welcome to come onto the show and interview with us if you feel otherwise. So, yeah. But coming up next, we're going to continue this episode. And actually, this episode, we're going all over the country. And so we're going to the West Coast in Las Vegas. Alright, welcome back. Right here, we have Calvin Levi, the tight end defensive end from Palo Verde High School in Las Vegas, Nevada. He is 6'3", 225 pounds, and like AJ Ward, he is a junior, so class of 22. Now, Calvin Levi here is an interesting prospect to me. Um, I don't believe he has a whole ton of offers as of now. Well, in fact, he has no offers now is what he says, but... He is somebody that I feel like a lot of teams could use moving forward, and here's why. You know, Calvin Levi, in my opinion, is a very underrated prospect. I'm kind of looking at him, and I think he could be a very good tight end prospect rather than defensive end. Like, don't get it twisted. You know, he has potential as an edge rusher, linebacker. You know, defensive player in general. But I look at him, and I'm like, okay. This is a guy who has the size and has the skill set to be a very good tight end. But I kind of got to develop that. And hope that he develops uh, going into his senior year as well. Because that would help out a lot. But, you know... Let me go ahead and talk about Calvin Levi here, starting with the things I really like. So, right off the bat, he's a good receiving tight end who can make contested catches and is a reliable receiver to go to on fourth downs or in the end zone. In my opinion, if you need a catch, um, if you need, you know, a couple yards, uh, whether, well, really, not even, I wouldn't say even a couple yards. If you need, like, a deep um you know catch or a short catch or whatever and then for somebody to run a couple yards i think calvin levi is that reliable receiver that you look at and you're like dang man that's that's my dude you know that's my security blanket if i'm a quarterback i'm looking his way i'm getting him a good ball and i'm gonna let him make the catch because calvin here has shown that he could be a very good receiver You know, he's somebody that, in my opinion, could probably go outside and play receiver there. May not be, like, you know, the fastest guy to have on the outside, but he's a physical prospect who will come down with the ball. Um, Just from the film that I saw, I could, you know, really buy into that. I liked what I saw a lot. And, you know, uh, on, on top of that, you know, he's a solid route runner for a tight end. He just does a very good job of getting to his spots and getting there efficiently. Um, you know, makes, I think I already mentioned this, but makes catches from multiple angles. He has a couple of uh, very good diving catches, some good high point catches, you know, some catches on the sideline or out or almost out of bounds that he makes, which are, you know, pretty insane and kind of, you know, feeds into the idea that he is a very reliable security blanket type of option for a lot of quarterbacks out there moving forward. And then, you know, he does show as well that he could get separation and get open you know, I'd say he has pretty solid athleticism, you know, good agility and speed with that frame at 6'3", 225. And, you know, to me, that's a, that's a bunch of green flags, you know, and not red flags. Those are green flags. So things that I really like, uh, you know, just a good tight end, a good receiver out there who has good athleticism. And in my opinion, could probably, you know, get the ball a little bit more. You know, he could there's I don't think there's any shame in getting him the ball a little bit more and just seeing what he could do after the catch. Um, either that or make him more of a vertical threat and throw him, you know, the ball more uh, vertically. But, you know, we'll get into his system and, you know, what they run over at Palo Verde here in a second. So, yeah, but um, to wrap this up here. He does have some blocking film. He actually has a lot of blocking film. And, you know, he shows he's a capable blocker, I would say. Does a good job helping on chip blocks and all that great stuff. You know, there are a couple of times he gets some good blocks himself in there, just 101. And, you know, that's always a good thing to see, for sure. Especially because his team is... Definitely a run-first offense, I would say. They run probably some variation of a wing T I formation, that kind of deal, you know, if you could imagine that. Um, You know, just very run-heavy, very heavy sets. I would say a lot of big bodies up front with Calvin being one of them. And, you know, he shows that he's capable of getting in there and blocking. And, uh, you know, you can't overlook that as a coach. You know, you look at Calvin and you're like, yeah, he's a great receiving guy and all that. You know, and... You look at him as a tight end, as a receiving tight end, and you're probably running a spread offense if you are looking at him that way, but it never hurts, you know, seeing him block and showing that he's capable and can line up on the line and do his thing as well, which, you know, if you're a coach that runs more pro sets That helps out a lot that's valuable I've said this a million times I feel like whenever I you know talk about tight ends on the show but you know tight ends are kind of a rare breed you got to be big you got to be strong and you got to be fast you got to be kind of like the linebacker of the offense you know big strong fast a good athlete and you know those are hard to come by because you can't teach height Uh, sometimes you can't teach weight or speed either and so You know, you take those big bodies and, you know, those athletes when they come. So, so yeah, but um, oh, and then last thing here, he is a solid defensive player. There's probably potential here. Uh, Like I said, I feel like he's a little bit more of a tight end. And so I'm kind of just going to leave it there and just say he could be a very good special teamer. But he has potential as a defensive player, no doubt about it. Now, getting into the things I'd like to see him work on, these are probably things that coaches are going to look at Calvin and be like, all right, if you can do some of these things and get some of these things accomplished, then, you know, I, I could see myself offering you as a college coach. But, you know, uh, well. will We'll see so uh, let's go ahead and talk about it So number one, I think my biggest concern and this is probably a concern a lot of coaches have as well Is that when he's blocking he just needs to get leverage and get lower when he's blocking because in my opinion He kind of just stands up straight. He doesn't get as low as he can. He doesn't get his hands inside In fact, his hands tend to drift outside kind of a lot and you know, i'm not even gonna lie There were a couple times where I looked at the play and i'm like that's a hold You know, and maybe they didn't call it and whatnot because it's a whole mess, but you know, that's a hold and on the next level I feel like they're gonna call that a lot more and so In my opinion, you know, just his mechanics here as a blocker is probably his biggest weakness. You know, get those hands inside. Get low. Drive. I need to be able to, and and most importantly, too, I need to be able to see him do this, uh, you know, blocking 101. Because I kind of saw a lot of times where he was just chip blocking or double teaming somebody. And that's not bad. You know, it's cool that he can do that. But... You know, as a blocker, uh, to be considered a good blocker, first off, you have to have those uh, mechanic type of stuff uh, down, you know, so leverage, getting low, driving, all that great stuff. Uh, but second, you know, you got to be able to block 101, maybe even two-on-one at times. And you got to be able to manhandle players and defensive players and edge rushers. And I feel like he has the athletic ability to do it. I don't think he's weak, but he just doesn't get that leverage, which would, you know cause him to be a more efficient blocker and you know really manhandle offense or sorry defensive players like he should and so if he can work on those things as a blocker and just be a very good blocking tight end and look I know I just called him a receiving uh tight end well I called him a good receiving tight end but you know this is kind of exposing him a little bit because uh, he's a receiving tight end in a blocking or sorry in a run first scheme Where he's gonna block a lot and so the fact that he's kind of getting exposed here a little bit as a blocker is a little concerning now you know his blocking i guess well his mechanics doesn't hurt him as much right now um and you know you could credit that to level of competition or you know just uh level of talent in general but on the next level he's gonna get exposed if he doesn't get that stuff figured out i feel like this is kind of football 101 and so if he works on that and that's just discipline really just making sure you do that on a consistent basis um i would feel a lot better about him as a prospect and i'm sure a lot of other coaches would as well you don't have to be an all-star blocking tight end but you know you gotta at least be able to do the basics so there you go Uh, Another thing that I'd like to see out of him is, and I think I mentioned this already, but I'd love to see him work on his agility a little bit more and get the ball more in open space and just see what happens when the ball is in his hands. A lot of the time, I feel like he was just more of a vertical threat, which isn't bad. You know, he still made big plays, but I think he's athletic enough to get him the ball in open space. And at that point, I just want to see what happens, you know. Now, that's not something he could control. That's more of a coaching staff type of deal. But I feel like you're leaving a lot of yards and touchdowns on the field if you're not getting this kid the ball and just seeing what could happen there. And so uh, for him to get the ball more, I think really just working on that agility, being somebody who's dangerous in open space, you know, who runs great routes, who could get off the press, I think that'll go a long way in him getting the ball a little bit more in his hands when it matters. And, you know, seeing those yak yards, those yards after catch yards. So there you go. Um, And while we're talking about receiver, we might as well um, continue to talk about that. But I would like to see him out as receiver as well, if that's possible. And, you know, battle against the press. Uh, In my opinion, you know, if you are a big guy who could beat the press and make contested catches, that is the true test of a red zone threat. If you could do that, you're a red zone threat. Now, I feel like he's a red zone threat, and he has half of that, because he can make contested catches, he's a quick guy, he's an athletic guy but you gotta beat the press i think that's the other part of this test here when it comes to you know is this guy a you know a red zone threat and you know we looked at tight ends here in colorado and we have some of the best in the entire country you know between terrence ferguson over at oregon gunner helm over at texas and you know uh, talking about terrence ferguson first he's a receiving threat because you know nano's a Not only is he a great athlete, um, you know, and a solid blocker, by the way, but he can beat the press and then continue to make those contested catches. So that's something I'd like to see him work on. Just working against that press, having multiple releases. Um, and then I kind of wrote something here on defense in case that's where he does go. But on defense, I'd like to see him, you know, just have faster hands. I feel like he kind of has slower hands, not as fast as they could be. And so like to see him just develop faster hands, you know, develop pass rushing moves. And if he could do that, I think he could be a very special player. But I'll leave it at that. And then also, you know, developing faster hands, that could help on offense too, because, you know, that that helps you get the leverage quicker as well. So there you go. But Calvin Levi here. um, First off, if I'm saying your name wrong, man, I'm very sorry. Feel free to come on to the show and correct me. But Calvin here, I think, is somebody who... I look at right now, like right now, I think he's maybe a D3 NAI guy right now. Um, you know, I could see him maybe snag a couple of D2s, but I think if he really does work on... Okay, okay, well, here, let me backtrack a little bit here. Um, I think if he works on everything in an ideal world where he gets all of these things done, he's at least you know, solid at these things that I just talked about. I think he could potentially be an FCS D1 guy, maybe. Um, but I think most likely what's going to happen is that he's probably going to get, you know, one or two uh, FCS offers. Um, maybe not full rides, but partial scholarships. And then I think on the D2 level is probably where he's most likely going to be at um in my opinion i think he's probably a d2 guy which isn't bad you could still get full rides there and you know having a education that is paid for is a good deal and there are multiple paths to the nfl from d2 as well so there you go but best of luck to calvin and you know what we're going back to the great state of texas and talking about another uh defensive player here coming up next Alright, welcome back. So right here we got Ramir McCray, the outside linebacker. Linebacker from Klein Kane High School in Houston, Texas. He is a junior, so class of 22 at 5'11", 210 pounds. And so we're going to switch it up and kind of talk about the things that are a little bit more concerning here. Some things I'd like to see him work on. These are also things that'll, you know, help him take his game to the next level as well. And so, I think number one, the thing that I look at, um, or the thing I react to, I guess, when I'm watching his film and whatnot, is that as an athlete, I think he's in a solid spot. You know, 5'11", 2'10", and the way he moves, he's in a very good spot. So, I kind of like that. But in my opinion, I think he might be a little heavier or top heavy than needed. Um, you know, in my opinion, if he could reach his prime speed or agility at 200 pounds or even 210, you know, at his playing weight, that is, that would be great. Um, you know, because, you know, 210 pounds, that could mean a lot of different things. That could be 210 pounds of different mixes of fat and muscle. And obviously I don't have that in depth of data on him to, you know, know where he's at exactly, but I do feel like, you know. He's not in his athletic prime yet, which is good, you know, because there's room for improvement. But soon here, he will need to be close to as close to his athletic prime or, uh, you know, close to his athletic prime for high school, that is. And so I just feel like he just needs to find the right body composition for him to be at his optimal athleticism, at least for this level of football. So if that means, you know, getting to a lean 210 or dropping to 200... I like to see him do it because i you know, as a defensive guy, I'd rather have speed than, you know, just a bunch of raw power, right? Because what's good is raw power if you can catch him. So I'd rather go for speed and agility. And so I, you know, I'm not going to go too much deeper into this, but for Ramir here, I just like to see him really just, you know, find that right body comp- composition because, you know, this is something that we talk about um, not all the time, but, you know, with a couple players, I think the. I guess the biggest player that we talked about uh, was, you know, Rakeem Boyd. He was on Last Chance U. He was um, a running back over at Arkansas. We talked about how he needed to find, you know, the right, you know, weight or whatever playing weight that he needs to be at because uh, he's not at his optimal weight yet. And so I think this is kind of the same deal for Ramir here. If you could get that figured, I think that would definitely take his game to the next level. So, yeah. Uh, Second thing that I want to see work on is that, uh, you know, just in general, I don't doubt that he has the athleticism to cover, but I'd like to see more coverage film from a man-in-zone standpoint. I know he does play a lot of outside linebackers, so he doesn't, you know cover maybe as much as a safety or as a middle linebacker. Uh, but, you know, this is still something I'd like to see. And so, you know, if he continues to work on that pass coverage skills, um, you know, he just needs to work on that film work, you know, watch film, and then work on that technique. And I feel like if he does do both of these things, ideally that should translate over to turnovers or big plays, you know, and pass coverage. But I think turnovers is probably the best indicator of watching film and working on that technique uh at least right now in with where he's at in his career so there you go last thing here uh probably the least concerning thing but something that i'd still like to see him work on is that as a pass rusher i'd like to see a wider variety of pass rushing moves outside of his spin move which he does have a very interesting move there and you know i'd also like to see just faster hands he isn't like the tallest linebacker or the longest linebacker. So having faster hands is key. So doing some boxing, Croft Maga, working on that hand speed. I think that will be big time for him moving forward. But that should be something he's been working on since last season anyways. So, um, you know, let's go ahead and talk about last season. And, you know, talk about his game and some of the things that I really like. So number one, uh, in my opinion, he uses his hands really well to prevent linemen and blockers from getting their hands on him and he uses them you know well to block shit uh obviously he has a killer spin move like i've mentioned before um this is kind of his go-to move i would say and it works really well against the pass and run uh you know when timed right and i think that's uh, a important thing to keep in mind to be clear he doesn't have slow hands. All I'm saying is that if he has faster hands, that's something that could definitely take his game to the next level, because he uses them really well. There are some players, you know, who may have fast hands, but they don't use them at all or well, if at that. So, you know, there you go. Speaking on his athleticism, um, a little bit more here, uh, and, you know, getting away from his pass rushing moves and using his hands. Uh, I think he has good athleticism. Like I said, I don't feel like he's in his prime yet and so there's a lot of potential and you know a very high ceiling here but you know right now his athleticism is good enough to keep up with running backs but you know he's still strong enough to go head to head with linemen as well and not get bulldozed or lose a ton of ground and so he's in a solid spot right here you know he's at a solid blend of strength and speed as of right now and so that's something that I really like he's kind of well-rounded in that area against the run you know he takes a lot of good angles he's a solid tackler he's also a pretty physical hitter I would say and would lay the wood if given the chance so if you know he has a free shot or something like that he would take it and you know that could be those could be tone setters and so you need guys like that and then last but not least here he's just very disciplined and very comfortable out there on the field, and he makes a lot of good football decisions, and he makes the right football decisions a lot of the time. Uh, I feel like this is a testament to his IQ. You know, he's a smart football player that gets out there, and you know, he does what he got, he does what he needs to do, and uh, he frustrates uh, a quarterbacks and opposing offenses. You know, maybe not the flashiest guy, you know, the most explosive guy or fast guy, but he's somebody who will make the right football play out there, and that's what matters at the end of the day so there you go so talking about outlook here for ramir um i do believe he said he has four offers right now i'm not sure to where that's something that i could clarify in his tiktok whenever that post um but you know i believe it and i think he's probably somebody who is a borderline fcs uh guy i could see maybe some fbs schools Uh, either way, I could see him definitely being a D1. I wouldn't be surprised if he went, you know, higher level D2 either, though. Um, I think right now, he's a good football player, but he could be a great football player if he gets some of those things that I discussed, you know, taken care of and all of that. And so, you know, we'll just have to see about that and how that shakes out because I see a lot of potential in Ramir here you know he may not be the biggest linebacker but to be honest you know who cares if he gets the job done and he's an athletic guy out there like for real though like who actually cares um you know he's strong enough and he has the speed so I'll take it. And, you know, he might be actually somebody that you can move to middle linebacker as well. I could see that being possibly a better fit for him. But we'll see. Either way, I kind of like, I like Ramir McRae here. I think he is, you know, a couple things away from getting a lot more D1 offers. Like, he's right on that cusp. So he needs to keep pushing. needs to keep working. Challenging himself and his teammates. And I think it will pay off. So, so yeah, but you know, best of luck to Ramirez here. Obviously, he is invited onto the show. But coming up next, we have our last player for this episode. He is a defensive end committed to Army. Okay, welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. We have our last player for today and that is chase Fambro. he is a 6'3 240 pound defensive end from spalding high school in griffin georgia committed to army and so uh shout out to cinquavius also brooks i believe they are teammates and you know they probably make up a very good defense because you know these two are very good defensive players who in my opinion are very underrated and so I'm going to go ahead and talk about concerns and uh, things I'd like to see him improve on first because I do have a lot of things I have to say about things that I like. So number one, uh, he it, he's listed as a defensive end, uh, but he's a 3-4 defensive end. And so what this means, well what 3-4 means in case you don't know, is that you have three defensive linemen. And then four linebackers, usually two inside linebackers, two outside linebackers. Those outside linebackers are usually edge rushers. Think TJ Watt, Von Miller, uh, that kind of vibe. The three linemen, so one is a nose tackle, you know, sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not. And then you have two defensive ends who are more like, you know, defensive tackles in a 4-3 look, which is four linemen, three linebackers. And so... Uh, I felt like I just had to explain all that in case you didn't know. In case you have any young listeners out there who didn't know. But you know, even though he's built more like an edge rusher at 6'3, 240, which is a good frame by the way, he plays interior line um pretty much all the time. Um, you know, there are sometimes he's kicked outside, he's you know more at a 4-3 the end look, but he plays interior a lot. And in my opinion, he could be a much better edge rusher or linebacker. Much better. I think, and look, I'm not super familiar with the defensive scheme that Army runs. I want to say they run a multiple uh, defensive anyways. So that means, you know, a mix of 3-4, three, 4-3, four, four, three, you know, 4-2, whatever, 5-2, whatever. Um, and so maybe that's, I mean, it makes sense why he'd be getting recruited and they plan to play him inside, outside. But in my opinion, if I'm Army, I'm looking at him as an edge rusher, as an outside linebacker. And I want him to just chase the quarterback make him uncomfortable rush off the edge i think that is probably the best thing to do here in my opinion but you know let me let me talk about the two different scenarios here first so actually let me just uh, keep on talking about him at outside linebacker or edge rusher so if that is where he plays if that's where he decides to play that's where army wants him i personally believe he is totally fine at his weight, you know, 240, that's pretty good, maybe you could get up to a lean 250, maybe, but I think he's fine there, at this point, you know, I think his body configuration is, uh, you know, as good as it will get, and, you know, should be built more for speed, agility, so, that's if he plays outside linebacker or edge rusher, that's something that i like to see him, you know, just work on and be at you know be a lean 250 lean 240 and be built for speed so there you go if he plays interior which i don't know why they would make him play interior lineman. uh in my opinion he needs to bulk up a lot and get into the 275 range for him to get playing time sooner uh in my honest opinion right now he's at 63 240 so that basically means between i mean i don't know i'm I assume he played at 240 his junior year, so between then and, you know, by the time he gets over at Army and, um, you know, potentially has, uh, you know, is up for playing time, he needs to be in the 275 range, and so that's 35 pounds, that's a pretty tough, that's a steep, you know, um that's pretty steep hill to climb and that's 275 at the least um in my opinion maybe 260 but that's really light i think 275 is probably the lightest he can be ideally 300 pounds is where he should be at least if he's an interior lineman that's just where most interior linemen are the only interior lineman i know that's not there's aaron donald but you know he's special in a lot of different ways so you know, there you go. He's a one out of one billion type of player. And so I think just in general, you know, uh, he just needs to get to that to that heavier weight, you know, at 275. And, you know, like I said, I don't know why they would force him to go up 40 pounds or whatever just to reach that. I think he's fine playing edge at 240 or 250 right now. And that's less time. And he could, you know, better, de- you know, devote that time to other things that could make him to a better defensive player rather than just devoting all his time to gaining weight so you know there you go um and then if he does switch to linebacker i'd like to see more coverage film you know i'd hope that he could go one-on-one with tight ends or skill players so that's just basic film work and technique there so yeah, so those are really the main concerns I have about Chase Fambro. I think he's an excellent athlete altogether, but you know he needs to be used right though. Like you can't waste this talent because he is talented. And let me tell you why he's talented. Right off the bat, his biggest strength is that he's an elite athlete with elite athleticism, and he's an absolute monster on this high school level. He has fantastic speed and agility. In my opinion, he has elite speed and agility. And, you know, as a hater, he's just a physical player. Well, just in general, he's a physical player. He has a lot of power behind those hands. And, you know, when he tackles players, he's looking to, you know, destroy him straight up. And it's because he can. It's because he has the power. He has the strength. All that great stuff. And, you know, that blend of speed, power, height, and weight. You don't see that every day. You really don't. And so you know that combination really makes him into somebody who can play inside outside on the high school level and dominate wherever he is. Now, in my opinion, I still feel like he could dominate much more on the outside, but you know, interior-wise, he's causing havoc. Like he's throwing offensive linemen, and he has really good pass rushing moves as well. And you know, he's just making them fight for their lives out there because uh, that's all he does. He causes havoc and chaos, and you know, that's what makes him into a. Great defensive player if i'm being completely honest um i kind of already mentioned this before but i could definitely lay the wood he's a nasty hitter he will set the tone whenever given the chance so if he gets a good shot not even a good shot if he gets a shot he's gonna set the tone and hit that fool as hard as he could and a lot of the hits he makes are nasty like earth shattering nasty he also plays with a lot of fire and passion you see a lot of that when he just plays you know it's his body language it's how he reacts after plays you know you see the fire there and you know in my opinion that makes him into an energy guy and you know what that's scary because you got an energy guy an energizer bunny with elite athleticism which basically means you're screwed because he's gonna go at you every single down and either pop you or run around you there's no in between like he's gonna do one of those things and beat you up basically down after down drive after drive quarter after quarter game by game that's who he is he's a brawler out there and he's just gonna beat you up out there because he can and because he has unlimited energy and all that great stuff so there you go um I think I kind of already mentioned this before, but I just want to make sure I do say this. He uses hands very effectively as well. He has very fast hands, which allows him to block, shed, and pass rush efficiently. You know, he has a good variety of pass rushing moves here that, you know, you don't see in a lot of other defensive players. You know, Arden Walker was, uh, you know, somebody who had a lot of pass rushing moves there. And, you know, Chase Fambra reminds me a bit of him. You know, just having that arsenal in his back pocket. Uh, and then last but not least... I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like this is an obvious thing to say, but in case you didn't, you know, get this from everything I've been saying about Chase Fanbro. but, you know, he's fantastic against the run and the pass. He's extremely efficient. He's a monster out there, you know, having this guy up front, whether you're playing a defensive tackle or defensive end, either way, they can't block him. And then having some Quavius in the back, that's, that's a lot of trouble. I'm not even going to lie, you know, the other nine players you could fill in. I'm sure there are a lot of other good players here for the Spalding High School team. Um, But, you know, between these two, that's a very tough defense. You got a defense that, you know, could win state in a lot of different states here in the U.S. So, you know, just have to throw that out there. Uh right now he is committed to army. You know, surprisingly enough when I looked at 24-7 sports he has zero stars, which is blasphemous cause he's at least a two or three star type of guy. Probably a three-star type of guy. But you know, who knows, maybe that'll change. Um, you know, Army's not a bad school. They're usually very tough defensively, anyways, and then they grind you to a pulp on offense. That's who they are. That's who they've been. And I think Chase will be a perfect fit for them. Uh, you know, over at West Point moving forward. At least I think it's West Point. Maybe wrong though. Um, either way though, best of luck to Chase. I do look forward to watching him his senior year. You know, watching highlights and stuff. That is because I think you know he could take that next step forward. Really, he doesn't have to do much to, you know, change his game outside, work on that pass coverage and then figure out, you know, where he's going to play. I think he's going to be a beast either way, but, you know, we'll we'll just have to see about that. But anyways, best of luck to him and to all these players. And, you know, once again, you are invited onto the show, Chase, uh, if you'd like to talk about your experiences and. You know, just chop it up and talk football. But either way, that'll wrap up this episode of the Playmakers Corner Podcast. Uh, One more time, you know, just throwing this out there. If you want to request a player, make sure you leave their name, what position they play, um, their film, height and weight ideally. And then, you know, in that film, make sure it's at least three minutes long, their most recent film that is, and uh, all that stuff so that we can make the correct evaluations but that'll wrap up this episode and you know what wherever you're listening to this have a good day